As bad as Maleficent is, Regina's dark heart is far worse. You are so filled with assumptions. Regina is not the one we have to worry about. What? That beast did seek out the heart with the greatest potential for darkness yet. But it wasn't going after Regina. It was after Emma's father. Welcome to the Secrets of Once Upon a Time podcast. And I'm your hostess this time. I'm Deborah, and I know I'm not Father Roderick, and um, there's a reason for that. Um, today, I'm joined by two of my co-hosts. I have Shelly. Hello. And I have David. Hello. And uh, we are very, very sorry in the fact that it's taken us what, five weeks to kind of put together this podcast in this um, new season, or I guess half season. And there's a reason for that. I don't want to make any um, terrible excuses. But one of the reasons is, is that Father Roderick and Inga have no longer have access to the episodes in advance. <laughs> so um, yeah, so we've had to uh, pull the American contingency together and, and take over. So Father is probably not going to be joining us, which is kind of sad. So we hope that you enjoy the three of us here in Central you know, Standard Time Zone. So we can, uh, we're a little easier to get together, I guess, when you live in the middle of the country. But we'll catch up. Yeah, we'll catch up. So we're going we're gonna to talk about um, the premiere episode of the second half of season four, which the name of this episode is... Darkness on the Edge of Town. That's right. Uh, but before we do that, I know uh, Shelly was going to do a little recap to get us in the mood for this second half of the season. Well, when we last left off, Deborah, I was raving about the last episode, uh, episode 12, Heroes and Villains, which really wrapped up the Frozen storyline, and everyone went back to Arendelle. I thought it was the, the best episode they'd ever done. But the two pieces of the story that are being brought into this half season are Belle and Gold and Regina. Uh, so Belle and Gold, she was, uh, in the last episode, planning their honeymoon to New York. He's planning on using the power of the hat to separate his powers from the dagger. She figures out that he loves the dagger more than he loves her, no matter what he says. He always will. He will never give it up. And she figures all of this out just in time to save Rumpel from crushing Hook's heart. She gets a control over the real dagger again. She forces him to the town line, and then she tearfully tells him goodbye and forces him over the town line he's on the other side he's without magic he's crippled him once again the curse prevents them from allegedly ever being able to return into Storybrooke he's broken meanwhile Regina has made that selfless choice finally uh, putting others ahead of herself she was able to restore Marion, uh, thawed her out, so to speak, but she couldn't fully cure her. Marion had to go into a land without magic in order to live, and Regina steeled herself to the decision, and she made Robin go with Marion, even though Robin chose her. Uh, she said, no, your place is with your wife and your child, and she sacrificed her future, her happy ending, uh, for the good of, of them, of that family. Um, now, like I said, uh, Gold is now in New York, and we see him begin to reunite with the Queens of Darkness. Yeah. 
So and that, that's where we are today. I know. I actually had thought of a question while you were. I was listening to you, and one of them, and I, you know, as I was wa- rewatching this episode, was, and maybe this is for speculation, but will Robin return? And I'm kind of, you know, I'm trying not to get to the spoiler alert, but I'm kind of thinking, yeah, Regina will get her happy ending. I'm sure she will. Well, I don't think it's any spoiler to say that with this episode that, you know, we're talking about today, episode 13, that clearly the line to get back into Storybrooke is very, there's there's an easy loophole and they all know it and it's basically giving someone a key, in this case, the scroll and, well, walk right back on over. Yeah, no joke. (laughs) Yeah, that that whole... uh... Yeah, that that whole, you know, you can never come back thing just slew that up completely. So I think that's going to make things a lot easier now for anything to happen. But, oh. but you do have to have the key. Yeah. You can't just waltz right True. in. So. Yeah. Little discrimination. They get to control, sort of, who they let in. Well, you, but they let everybody in. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> You know, and I and I have to, you know, we're kind of going a little bit ahead as far as storyline, but I I almost have to side with Mary Margaret when she was like, "Why are we letting these people in? <laughs> they're mm-hmm. they're yeah. villains." And you know, and oh no, they'll, they they need redemption too. Okay then, just let them in. <laughs> um, uh, ask yeah, ask me if I liked this episode. Oh yes, we we need to do that. Okay, so tell me if you how you would rate this episode. Shelly, we'll start with you first. Like a four. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. After the, the, the excitement of that last one, I think, honestly, the best part of this whole episode was seeing how happy they were following the six weeks since the last one. And as it started unfolding, I found myself 20 minutes in going, are we done yet? <laughs> Actually, I'm going to agree with you. And I'm going to say that's exactly how I thought of this episode, too. I was like, I was almost bored. The first time, well, the first time I watched it, I, I kind of tuned it out. I had to watch it again just to get stuff together for this podcast. I, I'm so sorry to all the people, if anyone associated with the show ever hears this, I apologize. But that's what I thought. But I, you know, and we're five episodes into the season. And I understand now why they kind of had to, they had to do housekeeping. And well, we'll get to that later. But they had to do housekeeping. So, um... David, what did you think about this episode? I'd probably, you know, I'd give it a five. It would be, I just, it was like, you know, it was just, it can't, t- you know, you can't really match the match the high from the previous episode. The, you know, there were, you know, you, you go from you go from all that development to watching Rumpelstiltskin warm up noodles. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't that so sad <laughs> and, and, and so and so for the rest of and I, I had some really rough notes but for the rest of the episode I was calling him Raman Stiltskin it, it just, it, it, I'm like wow he has fallen pretty far he's just he, he's in a one bedroom apartment eating ramen noodles that is uh, that's pretty dark and, and yeah. that apartment talking Talking to y'all, I'm probably going to end up liking it just a little bit more because they had great lines in this episode. Yeah, I mean, they did. Somebody had a lot of fun writing. And mm-hmm. can, can I mention some of the set decoration was like above and beyond. Like Ursula's apartment was totally, you know, decked out and under the sea. Like everything mm-hmm. was, you know octopus and shells and fish and i was like that is awesome she lives in a squalid apartment but it's very tastefully decorated as under the sea i don't know tastefully would have been the word i chose but what was the (laughs) wallpaper somebody tell me it was like a seaweed type 
with like bubbles was, in it. That's what I thought was the impression. I bubbles or jellyfish or some 1970s style color scheme. It totally looked like seaweed to me. Like underwater <laughs> seaweed. Good. I can see that then. What do you think, David? Well, for me, the I mean, the main reason that that it was a it was a five instead of four for me was you know a the banter and b just the just how they 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 somehow you know they actually found a way to put Cruella's car into the show. Oh, I'm like oh. I, I'm like how how are they gonna, like how are they going to do this? Oh, okay, oh right, there you go. All right, it was like okay. All right, because you know that I knew that was going to come, but I had no idea how they'd work that in. Can I can I mention something too? That's kind of a hidden Disney factoid. Like, okay, so not only did I love the fact when they brought Cruella into the storyline that she was like, you know, being her, you know, thrown out of her house and all of her things confiscated by the FBI. That was awesome. But oh yeah, yeah. At one point, they when Gold and her are talking, there is a um, wooden. TV box and a chair halfway covered up with a blue tarp sitting behind them. And I'm like, is that a, that's one of those old fashioned TVs. The one that was kind of like what they were watching in the, um, the, the original the do- anime. Yes. I was like, what a great homage. I wonder if that, that is truly what that was, but I'm like, why is that uncovered, you know, for everybody mm-hmm. to see it? And I'm like, that's probably one of those old fashioned wooden TVs. Yeah. So. I missed that one. I got hung up on the whole Great Neck Long Island um, reference and the the Roaring Twenties, the way she's all decked out like she's some, you know, outcast from the Great Gatsby. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. That's a great, that's a great, I never thought about that. Go ahead, David. I'm sorry. No, I just, I'm agreeing with you on that one. I I, I rewatched that just a while back, just recently. So I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) And yeah, and, and she totally just, Again, just the imagination of just having her being in a mansion where she's getting thrown out by the FBI was just just a nice touch there. I, I, don't, I don't. I think that was just perfect. I don't know how they came up with that. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I don't know if you know, Great Neck Long Island is where uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald is from, and oh, that's wow. that's the town right. he actually. Uh, I think in the book he called it West Egg, but it's it's a thinly veiled reference to Great Neck Long Island, and and that they. Um, they called her Cruella Feinberg. Uh, so that's where a lot of show business personalities, particularly those who were Jewish in practice, had bought their homes and established it. And that's kind of what really got it going there. You know, like Sid Caesar, um, the Marx Brothers, uh, George Cohen, you know, Yankee Doodle Dandy, that that movie. Yeah. And so, oh, yeah, that, oh, wow. I, wow. I missed that. that. That is awesome. <laughs> that, yeah, I would have totally missed that that reference. She has the best costume. I'm not wild yet about the actress, but of the three of them, um, I, I think she has the best costume. She's really pulling off the whole Cruella de Vil. Well, and not only that, does she, does she not have the best, like, magic? I'm sorry, but I was like, oh, look at her breath. I I might have breath like that occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were wondering what her powers would be, and apparently yeah. they're a persuasion yeah, like, the magic like, of persuasion. Guess, who would have thought Cruella Deville would have worked in a show like this? But it is. I mean, at least to me, it, they're actually making it work, and that bonus points for that. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, and that, the thing is, is that I can't wait to see the rest of her storyline. Like, I can't wait to see what's going to happen and and how she finds her happy ending, if she can find it. But 
Oh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not liking the character enough to be hoping she gets a happy ending yet. Oh. <laughs> Ursula can go back into the sea for all I care. No, I'm not caught up on all the episodes. Oh, okay, I, mean, I was like, don't ruin I know anything. The one I haven't seen is has to do with Ursula, but um, but no. And Maleficent, I I really want to like the Maleficent. I mean, I want to like her as an evil character. But she's the one I think they're going to try and um, redeem first with us. It's something about the way she stands up to the Chernobor. Chernobog? I forget how you pronounce yeah, it. That's close enough. The, the way she stands up, the way she get, they get up there, the three of them, and she's like, and when he chooses her, she's like, I knew it. <laughs> I hope you choke on my bones. And you're just, I mean, you're starting to kind of not cheer for her, but connect with her character. And so that I think they're going to explore that relationship more. I think she's got more backstory with our characters than, than we know about. And really what we know is that she and Regina are friends because I thought Regina got the curse from her. But apparently <laughs> there's a lot of backstory into how this curse came about because well, we see Gold using them to get the curse in this episode. Well, and, and not to jump to the end of this episode, but you kind of wonder what... Um, uh, Mary, Margaret, and David have to do with these three women too, because they're like, "Don't tell anybody about us." In the you know, that once upon a time kind of stuff. Don't tell anybody about us. Yeah, so. if we're going there, I didn't like that at all. I'm like, seriously, people. Mary, Margaret, yeah. and David have a secret. I mean, like they're not perfect superhero. You know, whoop, you know, it's, it's kind of like when they pulled her heart out and, and looked at Snow and was like, this little black stain right here. Well, according to, you know, the way they've got this big secret, she should have a great big one. So, mm-hmm. well, and, you know, when they, when they, you know, they kept saying, oh, the Chinabog is going to seek out the person with the darkest heart. And they're like, it's Emma. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's Mary Margaret. Both my daughters yeah, immediately said it's, it's uh, Emma. Oh, see, and I, I just was like, no, I, I, if we're going to choose who had the darkest heart, it's always been Mary Margaret. It was who had the most potential, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, maybe you're right. Okay, there's yeah. one little word. Now you make me go back through my notes while y'all talk. Devours the heart with the darkest potential. Yeah, because right. then Regina says, what? It, everybody knows it's me. Is there a dwarf named Evilly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love Regina. I, but, like, but seriously. Snow is, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, seriously, Regina is starting to become my all-time favorite character on that show. Oh, and the actress just looks beautiful. They all looked so beautiful this episode. I love her longer hair. She's got a softer look. She's happy. She's back in the, you know, you can tell she's fitting in. She's with Henry. She's back in the mayor's office. She, she even, you even have to smile when she like blasts the fire and burns up the little picture of the birds. Oh, I was like totally like, what's the deal with the birds? I'm like, what's going on? Mary Margaret. Okay. Yeah. When Mary Margaret was the mayor, she put the she had to put oh, a lighter touch right. of color. So, and then there's right. Mary Margaret back in the classroom with the little bird with ornithology oh. on her finger. Yeah. You know, they're kind of back into character, and and they're happy. Mm. They look happy. They look relaxed. Emma strolling arm in arm with Hook. Um, Bell's in the library. Uh, you know, and she when Emma and Regina are becoming friends. Yeah. She, Brings her the the food, and she's like, "Somebody's gone somewhere else other than Granny's for food." Yeah, mm. was it a, a kale salad? Granny for food. <laughs> Maybe there's a fish place, and 
They have kale. There was an ice cream shop we'd yeah. never heard of. <laughs> well, that was where, um, yeah, because they had to introduce that with um, um, Snow Queen. Snow Queen, yes. Yeah. So there, you know, and you if you panned out on that street scene, you saw that it was right next to Granny. So they're starting to kind of get the uh, main street of Storybrooke a little more involved. So, right. Yeah. Right. But um, yes, and one thing I've noticed, and this is from, okay, so I was thinking about this tonight. The first season that we ever did this, and the first season, the thing we loved most about Once Upon a Time is the mystery of not knowing who was who and what was what and how they're going to twist the story, you know, the fairy tales. And that was the, the big draw. And now they don't technically have that anymore, but what they've replaced it with, I for me as a Disney kind of, you know, Disney-a-file, I guess you could say, is that they have brought in about five different Disney movies and put in enough touches for you to go, oh, they're following, you know, like Fantasia storyline. They've taken bits and pieces in every episode. Yes. And yes. so tonight was, or, you know, the tonight, yeah. The episode I watched today, the, this episode, had the um, uh, Night on Bald Mountain as its Fantasia theme. And uh, you, you know, I don't think I've seen that one. It's pretty I, dark. It's I, I honestly I had to Google it. Okay. Because yeah. as soon as I saw it, I went, okay, now that is from something. I know Deborah's gonna know this, but and he said Bald Mountain, and I was like, that's is that from Fantasia? And I Googled it and I found a YouTube video that says theatrical release. I was it was dark. I was very I, I don't think I've ever seen that as a child, but well, I mean, yeah, it's it's terrifying, and not only that, it was, you know, the um, the whole history of that song because it's, the animation for that sequence was based on the Night of Bald Mountain by you know a um, composer who I will not butcher his name. I'm, I I just won't even go there, but he wrote that, um, and it was a ballet originally. Um, the, to go with the composition that was exactly like Night on Bald Mountain. It was about the demon. It was about Satan and, you know, gathering up his minions. And then uh, the dawn comes and, um, you know, and he turns back into the mountain and his minions go back into their graves. And here comes the monks and going to church and singing. Yeah, it's pretty dark. It is pretty dark. <laughs> so was that in the original Fantasia, the 1940-something version of the I'm, movie? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Was it in the re-release in the 90s? You know what? I I would believe that they haven't taken anything out of that in the 90s. Um, Because, you know, I'll be honest, it is not not the part of Fantasia people want to remember because they want to remember the Sorcerer's Apprentice and they want to remember the uh, the ballet dancing hippos and they want to remember... The raindrops. And the raindrops. And they want to remember all the fun stuff, you know. And, but, you know, that dark stuff, that's scary. And the Chinnabog, if that's how I pronounce it, I know I, it's close, actually plays a big role in a lot of um, Disney productions if you look closely like if you ever go to the theme parks um he makes an entrance um in fantasia every night there's they show him as one of the villains um and they have the music from night on bald mountain and um you know and he does his cameo appearances in a lot of disney um films and parades and and stuff like that so he's I thought the cgi on it was really good once they moved it to um storybrook yeah mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So that, yeah, the Chernobog, although his, he was very short lived because they killed him off right away. You know, he's not making it to the next episode. Um, <laughs> or so we think. I'm not crying over that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love. Good. It was a good effect. But seriously, people, there, somebody tells you on the internet this, this translation from what, another fairy tale world? They yeah. just, some professor of linguists in Oxford just miraculously has the answer for you and you trust him yeah and you do right. the little ceremony and light the candles and, and put the thing in the middle and wave the dagger over it and you okay so the fairies are out they look very traumatized you don't notice this huge black shadow like oozing over the side and off to the into the woods yeah, I know. She no well, radar went up with any of them. I know they're very trusting, aren't they? Like was instruction? Good guys. Yeah, the instructions for the spell did it include wave the dark one's dagger over the you know bucket and right. <laughs> like who you know nobody thought to say how did they know we have the dark one's dagger and how, what's why? <laughs> All right, but you know it had to move the story forward, so we're not going to question that. <laughs> No, uh, but that's another reason for a four instead of a seven. <laughs> true. Well, you know, like I said, you know, going ahead, and we, we're not going to spoil it because I know some people are behind on the episodes and they listen to this and they, they hate when we go ahead. You know, it, the storyline, in my opinion, picks up. So. Well, I will take your word for it. And we can like, talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you know, we just had episode the fifth episode in this series and i was like whoa and you know and then there was a, another surprise you know a, a couple episodes ahead that i was like yes so there's gonna be oh, some some um not to um should i leave spoilers for the end um yes don't don't give me okay any spoilers. remind me <laughs> remind me to talk about spoilers here in about oh 10 minutes we'll 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 talk about spoilers but um so is there any other thing that jumped out at you, <laughs> jumped out at you from this episode that you wanted to discuss? Well, let's see. Um, I thought it was interesting that they talked about being ordinary. You know, aren't mm -hmm. you tired of feeling ordinary? Um, oh, I don't know if you remember when they were talking to Cruella. She'd lost everything. She's got the car. And she's like, you know, what are you going to do about it, honey? There's no magic in this world. And he's like, there is magic in the world. You just have to know where to look. Aren't you tired of feeling ordinary? And I think a lot of people, especially with the internet and social media, people don't want to feel or be ordinary. We all want to be and feel special. And that's why I think we congregate in a lot of online social media areas. You know, uh, We're trying to fill that. And then there was another thing... Oh, Belle was talking to uh, Hook, and she, you know, she's, you know, oh, poor me, how could I have been, oh, no, he's saying, how could I have been so weak to have been tricked by the crocodile, and she's, he says, at least you were blinded by love, and one of them, I can't remember which one, says, love is a weapon, as dangerous and persuasive as magic, mm -hmm. and I've never, th we've never had love introduced as that before. Love has always been the, 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 the magic cure-all, end-all, be-all. It's been pure magic or light magic or true love is, it will, will cure all magic, all wrongs. But to have it described as a weapon, that makes me wonder what's in store for us um, with the Robin Hood. We know it's not a spoiler. We expect Robin Hood will come back somehow. Um, love is a weapon... Emma, Emma's always, you know, is she? She's like that Othello game where you flip the the little piece, the little tile piece over from white to black. Is mm -hmm. she going to be good? Is she going to be dark? You know, Regina has been struggling with that decision. 
So I thought that line was really interesting. Oh, yeah. Well, and it always strikes me that they're like a, a dynamic duo. Now I'm like, oh, look at them. You know, it's like they... I love the scene where they're on Main Street. And, and by the way, I love the line um, Regina says in the cafe, like, let's go out and see what's driving down property values now. And yeah, and she, <laughs> Or when she <laughs> gives directions and Snow's like, I'll get everybody to say yes. and Hooks. And Belle's like, I'll go look and see if there's something in the library. And, and Hook says... This isn't our first uh, monster, monster bash. bash. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, these guys are trained. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you're you're right. It's like, yeah, we've been we've seen this before, and everybody knows their role now. So it's kind of it's funny how they were like, yeah, yeah, we're all we're all ready for this because it happens quite frequently here in Storybrooke. But uh, yeah, that was I gotta say one of my favorite parts of that the whole episode was that that and Cruella's um, weird, you know nuances that she has going on with her you know her little scarab you know breathing on them and giving them directions (laughs) that's what i mean yeah that's what i mean about the banter though there's there i mean they're i mean i I don't want i don't want on one hand i don't want them to get into a rut but they're they are totally self-aware about the fact that okay we've done this okay you you go this way i go this way (laughs) yeah meet you in the middle yeah, oh, oh, so yeah. how about when they were like, what is this? I thought only fairies came out of the hat. Well, maybe it's a fairy. Well, simply this. Uh, surely the savior and the evil queen can defeat a simple hell beast. And she's like, can we drop the E word already? <laughs> yeah, finally. <laughs> and, and th- like I said, they had really good lines. So that's mm-hmm. that's going to be fun to watch after. So. So. Um, oh, okay. So I've got a... We didn't really talk about the fairies coming out of the hat. Right. And how, like I mentioned, traumatized they really, really look. And so they're back at the party, back at Granny's, and they're all having this little party. Um, Blue Fairy is kind of sitting over there. She's really upset. She's all alone. Mm -hmm. She's sitting there with that very, you know, defensive posture, holding her cup, you know, don't bother me. And when when Regina comes up with Henry and they mention the book and they talk about the sorcerer and, I mean, she's upset. Boom. He's here. Oh, my gosh. She's terrified. Um, She really seems to know more than she's telling. But then when they start talking about the books, she says, well, you're looking for the wrong person. Mm -hmm. You need to be looking for the author. And then she confirms that they're two very different people. And although she doesn't know who the author is, she knows that he exists, if it is a he, which right there tells you that's probably going to be a woman. Uh, but no one's seen him for many years. Hmm. So, Oh, and they left clues in the books. You know, cue Henry with the magnifying glass. I'm examining every single ink smudge, you know. That, you know, we, we haven't done speculations um, in this episode, but one of the speculations I had from the, again, back from the first season, and this goes with who's the storyteller, is um, one of the speculations I had was that Henry was the storyteller. He's the author. So I don't know if that still flies. I kind of want to say that, that, yes, that we noticed that Henry is the sorcerer's apprentice, and why mm-hmm. couldn't he be the author too? Because that we know the sorcerer is somebody different. I'm still on my never-ending story theory. I think I mentioned it a couple of seasons ago, or a couple of half seasons ago. That I recently let my girls watch the never-ending story, and I loved it when I was their age. And now I watch it, and it's really cheesy. That yeah. you know, Bastion is reading the story, 
And I don't know that Bastion is controlling the story, but he's definitely involved and he's experiencing the story. He's locked in the attic of the school and there's a storm and, and he's crying. He's very emotionally involved in the story. And at the, there's, a, there's a scene at the end where, they, where uh, Atreyu has to look in the mirror. And when he looks in the mirror, Bastion looks up and there's a mirror in front of him and they see each other as themselves. Atreyu sees him as, you know, a slightly chubby, you know, timid little boy. And Bastion looks up and he sees the great boy warrior hero. Mm. But in the, the end of the story, you know, what they have to do is Bastion has to give the princess a new name. You know, their, their world is dying. Their world will, will be destroyed unless he gives the princess a new name. And now I can't remember what the name is, like Moonbeam or something. Um, and, and that's what, what rescues them. And, and Anyway, go, go rent the video <laughs> or <laughs> DVD or log, look it up on Amazon. Uh, so I'm wondering if there's not something going on like that. Uh, I guess we'll find out because, you know, it's the same, you know, the same people who did uh, Lost. So, you know, half of the first season, everybody who was a fan of Lost was like, oh, it has to have some weird, mm-hmm. you know, mundane plot twist. Like Henry's locked in a, a ward and, you know, he's, you know, writing all these stories to keep himself sane or, you know, whatever. <laughs> For a long time, you know, we yeah, thought August was going to be the author. Yeah. What was, I'm, go ahead, uh, David. What were you saying? That's it. I was just saying, I hope they don't do something like that. They, I, there was a, oh shoot, there was a there was a TV show that did that like in the eighties or nineties, and I, and I, Dallas I, I shot hated, Jr. I oh. didn't, yeah, I didn't like that. Any. Yeah. Oh, and it was Moonchild, by the way. It took me a minute to figure. Yeah, it was right. Moonchild. <laughs> so you saw it too. <laughs> Been a while, but yes, yes. A, I was a child of the eighties. Yes, I saw mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I was saying, Deborah, when I interrupted David so rudely, <laughs> was that I remember in the, the seasons when we were first introduced to Emma and Neil, uh, August was there, and August was, um, he had the book, or he had something to do with the book, and uh, I know there's been some speculation that maybe maybe August could be or could have been the author, mm-hmm. but I guess that's kind of out the window since last time we saw him, they retroed him into Pinocchio the boy and I sorry it's late I can't remember exactly how all that happened but so unless that they was, magic him back to a grown-up or something I mean I, or yeah if as a boy he could I don't think as a boy he could remember what happened to him in a in a alternate universe as an adult but yeah, I think they just I mean they basically rebooted him he yeah. just, uh, they just or reset him back to back to a kid so I don't they, think any of that ever happened yeah yeah, I don't see Regina or Emma being the kind of people to go and, um, you know, magic August back. Or I guess you could Ouija board conjure him up or something. Well, well, you know what? We will see. It now is probably a good time to talk about spoilers and speculation. So if you, you know, before we do that, um, if you want to turn off. And you don't want to hear any more of our spoilers because, you know, I tend to go all out with my spoilers. Um, this would be a good time to talk about where we can find um, the panel. If you still want to um, listen to Father Roderick's other podcasts, you can find him in SQPN. Uh, he has several podcasts out there. You will not be lacking in podcasts from Father Roderick if you're missing him. Um, you can also find, um, I guess, uh, Shelly, we can find you and your sister, Lisa, who is not joining us this season either, but we can find us, find them where? Where can we find you? 
Well, we blog together at a, of Sound, Mind, and Spirit, which is just soundmindandspirit.com. Although I will confess that lately it's been mostly Lisa writing. So I'm right now kind of here. Yeah, yeah that's kind of how my podcast, you can also find my podcast, um, I Pilgrim Podcast, um, but I haven't put out a new episode in a while. So um, yeah, but you can find me on the internet, um, DizLP38, D-I-S-L-P-38. And then, Are you still doing the Secrets of Disney? If I ever find a moment where I can, you know, the problem with me right now is my schedule is um, I, I work um, pretty much during the day when father has time to record. And, you know, it, I think he's waiting for me to have some free time. So and okay. I'm, I'm eager. I'm eager to get started and get something together. We just haven't had a chance. So, so yeah, we do have a Secrets of Disney. We only had one season, and we're hoping for a second. And, you know, if you have um, feedback for that or you want to check that out, that's also on SQPN. Uh, David, where can people find you? Well, uh, besides this podcast, it's kind of the same with Secrets of Disney. Uh, Father Roderick and I started uh, Secrets of Tintin, but, um, you know, I, I'm working a lot while he, when he's ready to record and vice versa. So I'm not sure if we'll be able to put out another another series of that, but that would be great. Um, on Twitter, I can just I'm just at you know, at David Handlos, and if anyone ever, ever looks for David Handlos on Facebook, they'll probably find a lot of ridiculous stuff. That <laughs> yes, he's very funny. I like Facebook. your Handlos facts. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, if uh, I'm I'm gonna I've been told, I've been asked to bring that back. So it's hashtag and spell that out for everybody. Hashtag H A N D L O S F A C T Handlos fact. Awesome. So. Yeah, it's actually very. He does that occasionally, like almost daily. Don't you? Well, not quite. Uh, that while he was, yeah. For a while, I was. Uh, it was. It was kind of an exercise for create creative, uh, just to s- see what could happen. So for two hundred days in a row, I put out a different ha- fact about myself. So, like the, fir- the very first fact was that I have the strength of ten men minus nine. <laughs> or. <laughs> Or that um, I can do one-arm push-ups with both hands tied behind my back. (laughs) (laughs) They're still funny. (laughs) We know them. They're still laughing. I was just thinking, we're going to call David Mr. Gold. And we we just need to get one more female on here, and we've got a panel, you know, the the uh, queens of darkness. darkness. I know. Well, maybe we can convince. Uh, maybe we, you know. Maybe uh, I can get Lisa to watch watch yeah. catch back up. She's been busy too, and uh, I told her we were going to record today. She just didn't have a chance to watch the episode. Well, maybe she can watch the second one and and join us next time we do this. But before we go off, and you can turn us off now if you don't want to hear all the stuff we're going to talk about with the next episodes to come. You know, um, we we wish to see you again on another Secrets of Once Upon a Time, but we're going to talk about spoilers. So, um, because I'm so excited because we were just talking about um, Pinocchio and how he'll never, August will never come back. He's coming back. (laughs) And I, you know, I should have guessed. <laughs> and 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 it's funny because um, if you've watched it, you know, this far advanced, you actually know that it's because of Regina that he comes back. Oh, no, really? <laughs> yeah, but he's. <laughs> I won't give any more away than so that. She's uh, so she's uh, not uh, living up to her whole redemption. <laughs> no, well, no, and that's that's the other. You know, there's some other things that are going on. Um, in fact, and Once Upon a Time is bringing back a lot of characters that you've missed from the show. 
including so if they're bringing back Pinocchio. They must have Geppetto and Pinocchio, yeah. or not po- um, Marco, but they are also bringing back um, Ariel. Because nice. if you oh. have to have... Oh, that's right. With Ursula, you'd have to have Ariel. Yeah. And know who... Oh, and Archie. You're going to have to have Archie, Archie if you have uh, Cruella. That's right, because he has Pongo. Mm-hmm. So we might have a female, um, a Purdy, coming this way, too. So mm-hmm. we might have... Um, because the the buzz about the Dalmatians is that there's a backstory behind the Dalmatians. That's not like she wants to make, you know... a. a coat out of puppies but it has something yeah there's something with the puppies <laughs> that and i i don't think i've watched um enough please of, don't say puppy power yeah, puppy so. power <laughs> <laughs> no no no, no. But they, they said pound pu- or was it, you know, they, they, they mentioned pound puppies again i'm gonna crack up <laughs> puppy power yeah we're, now you know what decade we were all like raised in but <laughs> yeah, exactly. um so oh I'm sorry. So we were, you know, the Dalmatians are going to be showing up. And in fact, in the second episode, I think I remember seeing one. But we will see how many show up. I will, I will watch very closely then when I watch it tomorrow. Um, as far as... Um, okay, those... so you, you must know, are we going to find out what this big, terrible secret is that Snow yes. and... Char- okay, good. In the second episode... And I'm you, not going to you... like it, am I? Um... I was not, I was kind of over, underwhelmed by the secret. I was like, oh, is that all? Okay. But yeah, I, okay. They, 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 they're so, they're so good that, I mean, it can't be, I mean, is, is it going to be, you know, is it going to be, you know, it's not going to be great, but it's at the same time, it's not going to like totally change. I'm, I'm sure it's not going to totally change what, what we think of them as, a, as people because they're still the heroes. Yeah. I, I hope so because to me, they just can't mess with their character too much. I mean, with, they they have to always choose the right thing, and it's okay to have a little doubt thrown in there. And I loved it in the was it the first season or the second where uh, she took the potion to forget Charming, and then what she really did is she forgot who she was, and Charming had to save her from shooting Regina with the the arrow, mm-hmm. yeah, Robin Hood's bow and arrow, and he so he like what he jumped in front of it. See that to me is the kind of you know the way you skew it a little bit, or or but to have them be. To have her um, kill Regina's mom, that was awesome and amazing because you never thought she had it in her. Right. But to, to know there's some dark secret and they're going to lie to Emma. How are they going to lie to Emma? Actually, you know, I'm. this is another spoiler. I like the Emma has this moment and I think it's the second, you know, this next coming episode that we're going to talk about where she goes, something's wrong with my powers. Cause I feel like you're all lying to me and, and they are. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, that can't be true. Cool. They can't be lying to me. Yeah. Oh, cause, no. cause hook is lying to her and her parents are lying to her. And she's like, I'm just having an off day. I don't understand it. So <laughs> she's gone soft. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's terrible. So, is anybody else coming in? Um, oh, we didn't talk about gold coming in at the end. Oh, but, uh, yeah. And I think gold is much more sinister coming up. Um, some of the stuff he does is a lot more, I think, sinister than I've ever seen him. So, you're going to like what what's gold is um, up to. Oh, and I, I've got I a hidden Mickey for you. Oh, what's the what's that? When he's when he's in Maleficent's castle and he's talking to the threesome, he's mm. sitting next to a table, his arms on the table, and there is the crow. It's a statue. <gasps> oh, very but cool! But I saw that and I thought of you Im- immediately that it's the crow from Maleficent in the, in the movie. 
Oh, did you see? Okay. You know, and we should probably talk about this beyond before the spoilers. The thing I loved most about Maleficent in this episode was how the fire swirled around her in the in the the bald mountain, where it came out of the the gro- crow that's on top of her staff. Did you see that? That was like Is it a crow movie. or a dragon? It, you know what? It might have been a dragon. It I looks like it was it's a dragon. dragon. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was a dragon. Okay, didn't didn't that have just kind of a feel of Indiana Jones, you know? Yeah. Where he, he brought them yeah. all in there, and then he, you know. I was expecting a big boulder out to come up, a uh, big boulder. <laughs> in, instead of that big, you know, bat thing, I thought it was a big, big boulder coming down on him or something. <laughs> so, okay, so what's your speculations then coming up on these uh, next couple episodes? What do you think is going to happen? Any ideas? Well, I, I think he kind of, I think he already... Um, cancel out where I was going to go, but I, I just think, you know, Rumpelstiltskin or Ramens or whatever. I mean, Ramen now that he can, that's Ramen stuck in my head now. But he's, uh, I, he, you know, the thing he had going for him was, you know, potentially getting, you know, reestablishing his relationship with Bay and then reestablishing his, you know, and building a foundation with Bell. And now that he doesn't have that, was, I mean, he's got, he wants to get his power back and, I mean, you know, he, He's at least for you know sent years. He's had that like hope of meeting his son again. What has he got now? You know, David. You just brought up a really good point. That's something else that really needled me, and I didn't think of it until you said that just now. In the beginning, they talked about uh, getting their happy endings, and and they talked about it. You know, at the forbidden which for uh, 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 back in the fairy tale world, like long time ago, and I I remember thinking. Wait a second. We're, we're supposed to believe that they were talking about how they're villains, and it's time they got their happy endings many years ago in the Forbidden Fortress. That that seemed like oh, what is it you call it, Deborah? Jumping the shark? Oh yeah, jumping the shark. Yes. Because we've we've always known that Rumpel's uh, motivation for getting the curse and getting to the land of that man, and he's patiently waited through generations, and that was to be reunited with Bay. And so suddenly they're talking about a happy ending. It didn't make it, it. Did not fit. That just rubbed me totally the wrong way. And uh, yeah, you wonder what is Gold's happy ending because it. Yes, is it having Bell and power and Bay and control over everything? Is that like that's like the ultimate happy ending? I don't see how that's possible. No, and we thought he was on the path to redemption when he uh, sacrificed himself and stabbed Peter Pan or his father with the dagger. Right. But guess not. No. Well, it's a, it's it's a I mean, it's, it's easy to fall off the wagon, obviously. Yeah. No joke. Well, I guess we'll find out what happens in the next episode of Once Upon a Time, so you'll have to join us next time. <laughs>